Renowned psychologist and author Jordan Peterson has lost his appeal against the College of Psychologists of Ontario over a series of controversial tweets. Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland apologizes for being caught speeding in Alberta. A diversity, equity and inclusion presentation given at London, Ontario's Western University claims merit and racial color blindness causes microaggressions. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, August 24th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland has apologized after she received a speeding ticket in Alberta on Tuesday. Speaking to reporters on Wednesday, Freeland said, Um, so look, um, I did get a speeding ticket driving between Grand Prairie and Peace River. I was driving too fast, um, and I won't do it again. As first reported by the counter-signal, Freeland was charged with speeding while driving a rental car from Grand Prairie to Peace River, Alberta. The counter-signal reported that she was driving 142 kilometers per hour in a 100 kilometer per hour zone, while other reports mentioned her going a speed of 132 kilometers per hour. Freeland was clocked speeding and she was given a fine that was $273, which according to Alberta Highway Traffic Laws, would also come with a penalty of four demerit points. Freeland's office has not commented on whether or not she received the demerit points. The news comes shortly after Freeland boasted about not owning a car, instead relying on public transportation as a means to get around. Back in July, Freeland said, I don't actually own a car because I live in downtown Toronto. I'm like, I don't know, 300 meters from the nearest subway. Um, I walk, I take the subway, I make my kids walk and ride their bikes and take the subway. It's actually healthier for our family. Except the deputy minister failed to mention in her comments that she regularly uses a taxpayer-funded chauffeur service to commute. It's funny that uh, Deputy Minister Freeland here paints herself as this environmentally conscious citizen who rides her bike to work. Yet here she is clocked by a police officer speeding down the highway in a taxpayer-funded rental vehicle. These politicians are so hypocritical, aren't they, Lindsay? Why can't they just practice what they preach? Right. I mean, it's easy to boast about not having a car. If you have taxpayer-funded chauffeur services and rental cars whenever you want them, and also when you represent and live in the University Rosedale riding of downtown Toronto. So I'm sure that is a great area to walk and bike in. But houses in that area go for an average $1.72 million. There's also the issue of how this CBC reporter presented this question. She asks Deputy Prime Minister Freeland about her reaction to the leak about the speeding ticket, 
and then goes on to ask if she's concerned about the fact that it was leaked. Good afternoon, Lisa Mayer, CBC News. Um, I have a couple of quick questions for Minister Freeland as well. Um, I'm wondering what your reaction is to the leak about your speeding ticket, uh, and do you have concerns about the fact that that was leaked publicly? So this reporter is not worried about Deputy Prime Minister Freeland speeding down the highway recklessly. She's worried about the leak that came supposedly from the police department that handed this ticket. It almost seems like the CBC is trying to make Freeland the victim here with their questioning. What is your take on this, Lindsay? It really is laughable. I mean, this person is a reporter. Um, they should know that when a politician gets something like a speeding ticket, or worse, it is in the public's interest to know. But, you know, to her credit, Christia Freeland didn't acknowledge that aspect of the question and just answered it in a straightforward manner. She did answer it straightforwardly, but it was almost like a teenager caught doing something wrong. She says, oh, I'll never do it again, and the entire liberal cabinet laughs and chuckles as if it wasn't a serious offense. I know speeding tickets are not crimes, but let's be serious here. Politicians should be held to the same standard as everybody else. So I don't think it's necessarily laughable if we're putting certain people's lives in danger by speeding recklessly down the highway. Dr. Jordan Peterson has lost his challenge of the College of Psychologists of Ontario's directive to undergo a social media training program to keep his license to practice psychology in the province. On Wednesday, an Ontario court ruled against Peterson, who filed for a judicial review of the college's mandate arguing that his political commentary on social media was not under the college's purview. The college ordered Peterson to undergo social media training on professionalism following complaints it received regarding his comments about transgender actor Elliot Page, as well as certain politicians and a plus-size model. Last November, the college ordered Peterson to complete a specified continuing education or remedial program. The college's complaints committee alleged Peterson's public statements amounted to professional misconduct. The Ontario Divisional Court ruled that the social media training was in line with the college's mandate to regulate the profession and was not an infringement on Peterson's freedom of expression. The Canadian Constitution Foundation was an intervener in the judicial review, arguing in defense of Peterson, saying, quote, Professionals have private lives, may not discipline for off-duty conduct, that lacks a clear nexus to the profession. Christine Van Gein of the CCF said, quote, We are disappointed in this result, which we think could have a chilling effect on people in other regulated professions, like doctors, lawyers, teachers, and accountants. We hope that Dr. Peterson will appeal this result, which will have long-lasting impacts beyond this case. Peterson said he wishes to retain his license and that he stands by the things he's said. He took to X, formerly known as Twitter, to wish the College of Psychologists of Ontario luck in its continued prosecution, writing, quote, they're going to need it. Cosman, the law firm Heinen Hutchison Robitaille released a statement saying that Dr. Peterson is going to appeal this decision. They state, Dr. Peterson has instructed his counsel to seek leave to appeal to the Court of Appeal for Ontario. But Cosman, will this case have a chilling effect on other professions? 
Unfortunately, I think we've already crossed that Rubicon. We've seen this happen with the pandemic in particular, where you've had doctors, nurses uh, canceled essentially from their jobs because they held views that were contrary to the edicts handed down by public health officials. We've also seen these regulatory bodies crack down on professionals who hold specific designations or licenses who go against the dominant gender ideology. There's a case here in British Columbia of nurse Amy Hamm, who is currently facing a regulatory proceeding for her view that biological men can't be women. When we look at this case, Cosman, do you think we're witnessing the end of free speech in Canada? Personally, I don't think free speech exists in Canada in the sense of what you see in the United States and what's enshrined in their constitution. I think we have an ongoing debate that's historical about what are the limits of free speech and how can society infringe on those limits? And this is just another case of that. We constantly see rulings where justices and, and the justice system tells Canadians that they're not allowed to say certain things because it threatens somebody else or, you know, it, it creates a sense of uh, unsafety. We saw it with the pandemic where they're essentially saying that you can't speak out against public health orders. So unfortunately, I think the state of free speech in Canada is fallen, and this is just another example of that. A diversity, equity, and inclusion presentation given at London, Ontario's Western University warned against supporting merit-based hiring and racial color blindness, claiming the latter cause microaggressions. Pictures of the presentation slide were posted to X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, on Tuesday. The DEI presentation touched on several woke concepts, including microaggressions, white privilege, intersectionality, and allyship. The presentation described microaggressions as a comment or action, whether intentional or unintentional, that expresses a prejudice attitude, a comment or action, whether intentional or unintentional, that expresses a prejudiced attitude towards a member of a marginalized group. According to the presentation, examples of microaggressions include telling someone, I believe the most qualified person should get the job, and when I look at you, I don't see color. To top it all off, participants were asked to, quote, continuously reflect on their own identity and the power and privileges that they have. And they were warned that white silence, white privilege, and white shame leads to a lot of white complicity in white supremacy. Look, if I was a student, and, and I've been a student, and paying, you know, $8,000 per semester or term, and having to listen to this nonsense, essentially dogmatic diversity, equity, propaganda for my hard-earned money, or potentially debt that I'm going to pay for quite a while, I would be very upset at the quality of my education. Lindsay, what is happening with our universities? Why is this dogma being peddled so hard to students? 
Well, Cosman, these diversity and equity department officials make hundreds of thousands of dollars in annual salaries. So, I mean, something has to justify that bloat. And so they organize these totally backwards diversity training seminars uh, as the work that they do. I wrote a book in 2021 titled Diversity and Exclusion, Confronting the Campus Free Speech Crisis. It's available on Amazon. And I call for a total shutdown of all diversity and equity departments in universities and in all other societal contexts, because these departments that organize trainings like this one at Western University, they exist in order to quash free thought and free expression and stamp out heterodoxy and get people in line with the approved leftists' opinions. That's why they exist, and they're, they're paid so handsomely for it. And these ridiculous diversity trainings, they're just going to keep happening until there is more pushback. You know, the students who were mandated to do this, they should have just done a mass walkout or something. I know it's it's easy for me to say, you know, their their salaries are on the line, their resume building experience and all that, and pressure to conform ideologically. But uh, there does need to be more pushback. That's all for today, everyone. And if you like the show, don't forget to check in at www.tncnews throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner will be live today. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Have a great day.